Welcome, Welcome to the Nightly Rant with your hosts, Mike and Toria. This is the show where we examine society from a sarcastic point of view. If you like insane conversations, this is definitely the show for you. Let's get into today's topic. YPN people, I don't know about you, but I love helping out a friend. That's why I want to shout out my friend Brian Little and his podcast, Your Favorite Blockhead. This is the only show that manages to weave together peanuts and MMA into one heck of an amazing podcast. You can find your favorite blockhead wherever your favorite podcasts reside and at yourfavoriteblockhead.com. Do me a huge favor and listen to Brian's show. You'll be entertained and you'll help out a friend. Now, as I said, let's get into today's topic. So, it was an exciting weekend of football. Exciting for you, maybe. But but it was football, and we already had the Super Bowl. How did that happen? <sighs> I know, you have no answer for the brilliance that is the XFL. And their motto is, for the love of the game. And that's why these players are playing in the XFL. There's former NFL players. There's college players who weren't quite good enough to make it to the NFL. There's college players who made it to the NFL but went nowhere. And they're all playing in the XFL. And it's like their second chance to be professional football players. And It's, it's like the NFL's B-League. Yeah, well, exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that because, you know, you set your expectations. Like, when I go watch a minor league hockey game or a minor league baseball game, I expect to see some mistakes, not as much intensity, etc. But when you do that, when you set your expectations where it is, well, then it's an exciting game. Like when Matt used to play hockey, you set your expectations for the level of play that those kids were. And you'd have a right. good time, you know? So the XFL, same thing. And I got to say, they exceeded my expectations on their quality of play. Their quality of play was just outstanding. The rule changes are outstanding. Pace of the game, incredible. <laughs> it's just amazing. I mean, and then they don't mess around. The Los Angeles Wildcats, their defense was not prepared. And it's supposed to be much better than what it was. And they got lit up. And their defensive coordinator got fired on Monday. You, you know, know like, they're taking it seriously when they do stuff like that, I yeah, guess. Yeah, they want quality out there. And, you know, not going to get it if you don't have your team ready to play. So that was great weekend. There were four games. He I watched, watched all of them. The first day I watched all of both games. Then the second day I watched about two-thirds of the first game and about a half of the second game. But I was following them online. So I watched all sorts of Netflix on the weekend. Yeah, she was busy. But um, going forward, I'll probably only watch the games that I think are going to be interesting. But, you know, kind of cool. Next week, or this week, you get to start going to games, though. Yeah, I got home game coming up on Sunday, and we're season ticket holders. And somehow you got lucky enough that you only have to go to one game. Well, you and five friends are season ticket holders. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> I get to see all five games, and I get to hang out with five different people. It's going to be awesome. And Mitchell's just... going with me on Sunday. It's going to be a great dad and Sunday. And, you know, he's just recently getting into interested in football in general. So it'll be kind of cool. And then you'll go with Rich. Um, and then we'll go with Rich, and, and he loves football. Then you'll go with me. Then I go with you. And then and, I go with Matt. And then Kenny. And then Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's a sounds like a good time. I mean, we know? were going to go to two together, you and I, but then you found another friend that would be a really cool thing to take. So, as per your suggestion, actually, mm-hmm. so I didn't feel bad about it because of that. But it was it's going to be really cool. I think it's going to be an exciting atmosphere, and I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. So. Good. And then we went to a Ducks game a while back, and they had this thing where, you know, you go and you get a quote from Mercury Insurance, and they give you a pair of tickets to a game for free. And, you know, like, we got nosebleeder seats. And I understand why, too. You know why the Matt got better seats? Was he saw a less popular team. So yeah. he was able to buy uh-huh. tickets. The Blues are the Stanley Cup champions. I realized that after. Yeah, that's why it was so hard. Because, I mean, we're lucky we got into that game, you know? And, uh, we're really well, lucky. It was it was pretty empty in there. Like, it was not super full. Yeah, but we're lucky that we got in there. I think so. I think so. So... But tell them what happened at this game. This was the craziest game. Well, we went to this game on, what was it, um, Tuesday, Tuesday night. For any of you who follow hockey, you know exactly what happened in the Ducks-Blues game on Tuesday night. But for the 99.9% <laughs> of our listeners who have no clue what hockey really even is. We got about uh, 12 minutes into the game, tied one-to-one. And then all of a sudden, all the players are out on the ice. And there's like medical people storming across the ice with the stretchers and nobody knows what's going on and like all the people in the crowd are like turning on the nf nhl radio trying to find out what's happening it turns out that one of the blues players had a cardiac episode on the bench they had to defibrillate him and then canceled the rest of the game for the evening yeah the game's now postponed and i'm right i read what i, I read until what they someday. said what until someday yeah, but it's postponed, and when it happens, our tickets will be good for that game. So that's kind of cool. For sure, that's um, what's going to happen. So yeah, that's how it works. It works that our tickets are good when the next game comes. That makes the most sense. Yeah. Because what if you're like a Blues fan that lives in Anaheim, and you wanted specifically tickets for the Blues game, and you paid extra money for like good seats for the Blues game, it makes the most sense that you would go to the Blues game. Well, but what about people who traveled here from St. Louis to see that game? That really sucks I for think them. it's rare because it was the Tuesday night. If it was a Friday or a Saturday, different story. Well, you know, there were some people who traveled for that game, at least. Yeah. Well, and then that was what was interesting is, is Mitchell told me it was Father's Night. Yeah. So this guy's dad got to watch him, you know, get carried off. Yep. It's just, I don't know. It was, it was the most shocking thing. I kind of knew when they cleared the bench completely, like all the players left that they weren't going to continue that game. And I really think that what they were doing was they were confirming what everybody wanted to do. They were making sure the police were notified to come back out because, you know, the timing of when the game is over completely changes. I think they wanted to make sure that all the logistics were in place so that they wouldn't have a riot. So, you know what? Kudos to them for that. The one place they missed calling was probably JT Schmidt's across the street in their whole parking area. Yeah, but makes you wonder, like, do they really have a duty or a responsibility to let a private company know anything about what I don't think they, they have any did? responsibility, but I think it's a courtesy. There you go. I'll take that. Yeah, because I was trying to decide, like, do they owe them? Were they, did they have any obligation to J.T. Schmitz? And my answer to that is, no, they have no obligation to J.T. Schmitz. But you're right. Out of courtesy, not so much for J.T. Schmitz, but for their fans who were parked at J.T. Schmitz. Though, to be fair... How could they have anticipated that J.T. Schmitz would have done all of the valet parking, blocking everybody in? 
who was there for the game. Yeah, it's interesting, right? So am I to assume that what they're doing is for the people who come to the restaurant later, mm-hmm. they valley park them in front of us, and yeah. that that's why they're confident that it won't be a problem when the game ends because the restaurant closes before the game ends. Yep. Ah, uh, see, that makes sense. And so they kind of got caught with their pants down there. What, what can they do? And I think what they do is as people who have regular parking spots who are in the restaurant fill out, they slowly pull the valet cars into the open parking spots. Yeah, it makes sense. Yep. It's just, I, I don't know. I think I think they were caught with their pants down. They didn't really know what to do. And maybe, you know, I mean, obviously, like I've said, I've never seen this before. So... They're going to have to address what to do if something like this happens again, but I don't think they're ever going to see it happen again. You know what I'm saying? Apparently, this is only like the third time something like this has happened. Yeah, third time in history of the league. Yep. Yep. That's what I read too. And I I just, I find it, one of the things Mitch was telling me about was that he had read that the rules are they give both teams the choice of what they want to do. And let's say the Ducks had said they wanted to play and the Blues said they didn't want to play. The Blues would get forfeited. Mm Mm-hmm. So, basically, if either team said they wanted to play, the other team had to play. Right. Or take a forfeit. Or take a forfeit. Which is the same as a loss, right? Instead, yeah. Instead, Anaheim was like, whatever the Blues want to do, that's what we'll do. Whatever they want to do, we'll do that. If they want to play, we'll play. If they want to postpone, we'll postpone. Whatever they want to do, we'll do it. I think that's really, really awesome. Like, great sportsmanship to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. So, they show that. Don't even. They show that courtesy. In that aspect, that's why I would think that if they even knew that it was a problem for the parking across the street, they would have shown that courtesy to their fans, too. They probably didn't know. You're right, because yeah. it's a business practice that's right. never been called into practice before. Like, you know, no, right. never been called into question before because they've never been caught with their pants down. But finally, they were caught with their pants down. So that's my point. They're going to have to address it. They're going to have to come up with a plan for that in the future. But they probably will never, ever, ever use it again. So our only loss by not being able to go to the game or the whole game was we'll have to pay for parking again. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, we got a dinner out of it. I mean, got to spend some time together. So we kind of got a date night out of it, which was nice. Maybe we'll go somewhere else for dinner. Yeah. But that was nice. You know, like it was it was a good time. And I like I like going to hockey games. Um, I feel like at that Honda Center, there are no bad seats. I agree. I think most hockey arenas are like that, though. Modern ones, yeah, because they have a mm-hmm. steep incline instead of a graduated one. Like, if you ever go to the Forum in Inglewood for, like, a concert, uh-huh. what you'll notice is that, like, the floor area is down there, and then it goes back more, you know, less steep. So it's more on a graduated incline, and the angle's less steep. So when you're at the back row, you're, like, further away from the center. But the way they do it with the modern ones is they take up a smaller footprint, and they move the stairs steeper. So it's like, they make it more like a football stadium. Because that's what they do in football stadiums. They always make them really steep. Yeah. I think it's going to be cool watching football in such a tiny arena. Mm-hmm. I just hope we find out soon when the Ducks game is going to be. So we can get it in our calendar. I saw sure that they here. reschedule it for after all of the season games are. So that gives you some context to as to when it yeah. will be. And looking at the standings, it might affect something. Yeah. So they'll probably reschedule it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. What if what would happen if they decided they didn't need the game? We'd be screwed out of a game. I wonder if they'd give you comp tickets for like the 2021 season or something. Probably. Probably. That that'd be what I would have guessed anyway. I mean, it just it just makes sense. I guess we'll find out, huh? Yeah. So, you know, we've talked about sports. It's kind of a sports episode, but I wanted to talk about 
a little furry friend with a long naked tail. I want to talk about that. Why? His name is not Mickey. I'm offended. His name is not Mickey, but he is a kind of a mouse. He's actually He's not a rat. A mouse. And so what we found out... And his name is Get the Hell Out of My Ceiling. What we found out was gradually over like the last two months... That's how long this has been going on. We found out that, well, when we went away in December, we found our, our feeder for our cat had chewed. been chewed on the inside. And we're like, wow, that's like weird. A rat like came in here and chewed it. What happened to the rat? Then you were cleaning. Toria was cleaning the closet out because we had gotten a... Um, carpet cleaner for christmas we bought it for ourselves and she was trying to put that thing away so she had to clean out other stuff and throw out things we didn't need and you know we've been purging and stuff and she found rat crap on the shelf yes you heard him correctly rat shit in the closet so then we're in bed about a week ago and both of us wake up to the scratching sound in the ceiling which tells you that it was for real and it tells you how loud it was that both of us woke up. Well, you know what's weird about that, that specifically what you're talking about right now? I know I've heard it before, but I thought I was just crazy. And then it was maybe something scratching on our window or like a tree outside. But when we both woke up to the same thing and both agreed that it was like right above our heads. Yeah. Not so, a tree. So we report that there's this rat, you know, up in the ceiling. And like as is typical around here. We get like no sense of urgency. It's about been a week. It. No sense of urgency at all. It's just like ho hum. And I mean, I've spoken to the maintenance man about what he needs to do, and he hasn't come to do it. Talk about things falling through the cracks. Yeah. And you know, it just dawns on me. Maybe that's why he made the comment he made. He's trying to cover his own ass. Well, you know, what else is new? But, but okay. What that's done to us is it's inspired us to try to find someplace new to live. And there's a challenge with that because we have boundaries we have to stay in in order for Mitchell's school to continue to accept him as a student. And that would be the only thing, that would be the right thing to do right now. This is the wrong time to change schools for him. You like, you know, when he was joking with us about going to um, Vegas like right away, and then we kind of joked back. I feel like that would have been a bad thing for him. Bad thing. He needs to stick out his high school where he is. Yeah. That's the best thing for him. It might not be the best thing for us, but it's the best thing for him. And right now, it's more important to do the best thing for him than the best thing for us. But I think this move to a new place, if we find one, right? Mm -hmm. If we definitely find one. I hate the idea of having to move like twice. But if it improves our quality of life from where it is to someplace else. Right. Then why not? Then that's kind of doing what's best for both of us. He gets to stay and um, be with his friends until his graduation. And we don't have to deal with what we're dealing with here. Well, because at this point with the rat and the crap that we've talked about lately and the people who live in this building, it's just, it's getting to be tedious to leave the house. Well, and things in here have gone downhill in the last like 18 months. Like our freaking kitchen cabinets don't even close all the way. They just kind of hover half open. Well, they're falling apart. If you haven't ever noticed Well, and they're falling apart. Right. Like, we were told years ago they needed to replace the cabinets, and here they are. You know, it's just, it, it's beyond frustrating to me. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh, it's I like, hear you. It's, you know, that's the thing. So this way, in a way, we were, we, we expanded our means of thinking, because originally we were in the mindset of, well, we either have to do what's best for us or what's best for Mitchell. 
well, definitely got to do what's best for Mitchell, so we're stuck here. Now we're kind of in the mindset of, well, let's explore what's out there. Why do we have to be stuck here and unhappy? Why can't we be stuck here and happier where we're, where we're at? Yeah. I mean... Why does it have to be one or the other? Exactly. So I think I think that's bringing us to a good place, and hopefully we'll find something. And if we do, we'll let you guys know, um, and we'll give you that whole saga, um, because that'll be a saga, trust me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, that's how it is. Other things are going fairly well. I think uh, life in general going pretty well. Yep. You know, the dogs are growing. You know, this one anyway, that one doesn't grow anymore. And um, Just around the middle. Evander is gone. That little guy was, there's something wrong with that little guy. And I don't know what it is. It's so sad because he just goes off. And the thing is, he, he gets so vicious. I feel bad for him. Yeah. So, wow. I mean, while from what the vet was saying, there's probably not much hope that anything's going to change. I'm still hopeful that something will change. But it is what it is. So that's all I got for you. Well, on that happy note, good night, everyone. Hasta la bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Nightly Rant. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. If you didn't enjoy the show, please just ignore that previous request for a rating. This has been a Yogi's Podcast Network production.